she's 16 hands. She looks like a mule. She's standing in like a foot of mud. I mean, she's all legs. Her ears are massive. She has that tan, <laughs> typical tan nose. Um, I mean, she was just not, not anything to write home about. Um, and she actually kicked me the very first time I saw her. <laughs> Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. Hey guys, it's that time again when we go and we we highlight a, a, a person that reviewed our podcast. Mm-hmm. Kind of. So today we got a, a, a five star review on Facebook, and it's from Alexandra S. And uh, what does she write here, Annie? She writes, enjoy listening to your podcast while driving and also gets me through my nightly stall cleaning. I enjoy how you all go so deep into the writer's history. Really interesting to hear. Thanks. Well, thank you, Alexandra. Yeah, thank you. Isn't that awesome? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when we kind of were, were discussing doing this podcast, it was, um, you know, we we talked about, you know, when would eventers or riders do this? And, and we were thinking, you know, on those long hacks, on those long drives between shows mm-hmm. and, and those, those t- tedious stall cleaning. So, uh, Alexandra, you writing that just really um, uh, validates, you know, kind of what we're doing. And, and we're hoping to be able to pass that time and also give you some good quality stuff that you guys can um, can can listen to. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe find yourself... Um, Find yourself uh, finding riders' experiences um, similar to your own. Yep. So, mm-hmm. thank you so much, Alexandra. And we are really going to try very, very hard to continue to bring you that five star worthy content. So, thanks a lot. Thank you. And on today's show, we have a three star eventer, Felicia Barr. Felicia Barr, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. I'm really happy to be here. (laughs) Thanks for coming. See, I'm all peppy. I'm excited to talk to you. So I'm all fired up. Thanks. All fired up. I'm fired up. That's that's the most I ever sang a hello to anybody. It it is. I got pipes. (laughs) (laughs) So, Felicia, where are we talking to you from today? Um, So I just got back from the barn, and I'm sitting in the quietest part of my house, surrounded by my two dogs, (laughs) trying to be as quiet as possible. You or the dogs are trying to be as quiet as possible? Uh, Well, we're both being a little quiet. (laughs) If you stay cool, they'll stay cool type of thing? Yeah, that's I'm trying to keep the calm here. That's it. We we just gave our dog like a big giant bone that'll keep him occupied for, you know. The rest of the night. The rest of the night, so <laughs> we yeah. get something done too. <laughs> oh, Felicia. So, hey, listen, we're 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 dying to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a really cool story about how you came up through riding and all. And I was just wondering if you can, uh, you know, could you share that with us? How how you got started? How old you were? And and uh, where you're from? And all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm from Western New York originally, um, about an hour and a half south of Buffalo. So, you know, you hear about snowstorms, that's where I am. <laughs> it's a winter 80% of the year, it seems. Um, Home so of the beef on wet sandwich? So I started when I was oh. 10. Yes, actually. <laughs> I know, I love those sandwiches. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. I interrupted you, but I'm always thinking about food, so I'm like, oh, oh no, you're fine. <laughs> beef on wick. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I think of when I think of home is we have this great restaurant called the Beef and Barrel. That's the first place I go every that, time I go home. Is that in yeah. o- Olean, Olean? Yeah, that's my hometown, Olean. That's where I had my first Beef on Weck sandwich. Yep, that's my favorite restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like in like a little town, right? And it's like... Yeah, yeah. And it does it like... I noticed people at home probably don't care about this because it's such a small mm-hmm. town. Is there, like a, is there like a picture of some guy in there or something like is he the owner or something has like a picture of himself in a suit am i crazy do i remember that right yeah they have family pictures on the wall okay so okay i'm thinking the same okay i did a pony club rally out there okay cool yeah but i came in and i said hey what's some i I would like to try some local beer and some local food and they said beef on weck and they gave me a beer and i've been hooked 
Yeah, so, it's it's the best. I know your town. That and taste of pizza. That's what we're known for. Awesome. <laughs> so, I'm sorry to interrupt your story. I got talking about food. Oh, here. no, you're fine. But the beef on whack is um, pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so I started riding when I was 10. Um, my mom kind of got me into it. She had horses when she was younger. Um, but just kind of trail road, you know, a little of this, a little of that, didn't do anything too seriously. Um, and I started riding at a farm called the OK Corral. Um, it was a 4-H barn. I think I took maybe two lessons, and I was hooked, like absolutely had the bug, um, was begging my parents for a horse, and we never really had the money to go out and buy a suitable horse. So I remember we were at an auction to buy a saddle, I think the Smithport Auctions, um, and, you know, we were connected to a horse trader that pulled my very first horse out of a, a slaughter pen, essentially. And, mm. you know, we bought this horse off of this trader for $500 and come to find out he had only been ridden a handful of times. So I fell off a lot in the beginning, but I learned <laughs> how, how to stick and, you know, he, he taught me everything I know. Wow. Um, and then, you know, we've we've kind of had similar stories with the rest of my horses, you know, buying them because they were inexpensive because they were either really young and unbroke or, you know, they had issues and no one else could really ride them. Um, and that's kind of how I found my three-star mare, Sunny. Uh, my mom is <laughs> a bit of a hoarder but has, you know, <laughs> the, the best heart and a great eye for horses. Um, so she, she saw an ad for this warm blood filly um, for like $600, $500, and we immediately went up to look because our eyes, you know, got really big. We've never had a warm blood before. We, you know, we had Arabs and thoroughbreds and quarter horses, but, you know, to have a warm blood in that area was kind of a big thing. Um, so we went up and looked at her, completely feral, <laughs> not even halter broke. She's 16 hands. She looks like a mule. She's standing in like a foot of mud. I mean, she's all legs. Her ears are massive. She has that tan, <laughs> typical tan nose. Um, I mean, she was just not, not anything to write home about, um, and she actually kicked me the very first time I oh. saw her. <laughs> but it was, for me, you know, I, I think I was maybe 12 or 13. It was love at first sight. I knew that was my horse. So, you know, it took us three hours to load her onto the trailer. Oh but, gosh. you know, off we went. And, you know, at that point I was still doing the 4-H shows, um, you know, doing some open shows, some hunters, some equitation. You know, at one point I even dabbled in saddle seat and driving and, I did barrel racing, and, you know, it wasn't until um, a local eventer, event trainer saw me at a jumper show and pulled me aside and was like, hey, you know, have you ever done eventing? I have an eventing team. Um, you know, and as soon as I saw what eventing was, I knew that was that was for me. And Sunny was very grateful because she is not a hunter. <laughs> she, that's not what, not what she was made for. Um, but, you know, she has a total heart of gold, and I couldn't have asked for a better horse. I mean, I did my first prelim on her. I did my first FEI event on her. You know, I mean, I've I've made all of the mistakes you can possibly make, and she, she saves my butt every time, and I'm so grateful to have her. Wow. How did you, how did you go from a horse that wasn't hard or broke? Like, did you have help, or did you just... Oh no, we well <laughs> this trainer helped us a little bit, but when when she arrived at the farm, we put her into a round pen and we basically treated her like a Mustang. I brought her her grain morning and night trying to create a bond with her, and I remember the very first time I went in the round pen with her, um she chased me out of the round pen, teeth bared, ears pinned back. I I don't <laughs> think I've ever ran faster in my life. I scaled the fence. And I, I was a track star, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I scaled the fence, and, you know, we knew at that point it was time to call in reinforcements. Um, but, you know, I, I was the first one to sit on her, and, you know, she stood right up on her hind legs. And so it's, you know, she she was a, she ran us through the, the ringer a little bit. You know, she was not an easy horse, but I took my time with her. You know, she ended up getting injured she ripped off the bulb of her foot huh. it just in a pasture injury um the vet thought she needed to be put down but 
you know, ultimately we decided to try to stick with it. And she was on stall rest for like six months. And in that time, I was able to really, you know, create a bond with her, work with her every day. And, you know, it seemed like after that, we kind of got on the right track and were ready to go. How about that? Mm. Wow. So how old was she when you finally were able to get on her back and really start riding her and, and, and getting her trained up? Um, honestly, I, I don't know for sure the timeline because she, she kind of was a horse that, you know, she got injured, she got put on the back burner, um, and, you know, I didn't really start competing her until she was maybe five. Okay. Um, so, you know, she, she kind of always was this big gangly horse that we weren't really sure what to do with. You know, I, I didn't have the experience to deal with her. My mom didn't have the experience. So, you know, we kind of putzed around with her a little bit and we really took our time. And looking back now, I think that was probably the best thing for her. Um, but yeah, we didn't really start doing anything with her until she was five or six. Did you get any of her were you able to find anything out about that first year of her life? Like why she was in the condition she was when you got her? Yeah. So we actually bought her from a breeder. Um, so I, I'm not sure why she was left totally untouched, but I know, um, she kind of scared the people when we showed up, they, you know, they were like standing as far away from her as she, they could. So, so I didn't ask, but I think she probably was. <laughs> she probably did a number on someone at the farm, and after that, they probably just, you know, left her out in the field to mature. <laughs> wow! So you're 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 gain because you got her at a bargain. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, you know, she she's put us through the ringer. You know, we, she's really made us work for it. But you know, I, I think that's the best part about mares is that once you create that bond with them, I mean, she really will like go give me 110%, you know, and she's not the easiest horse to ride. And, you know, she like even still today makes me work for it. But <laughs> I know at the end of the day, like, I, I can miss to an advanced table and she's going to get up over it and attack the next one with the same, you know, the wow. same courage, the same heart. She's, yeah, she's been incredible. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So how long, like, did you, event, well, obviously you left New York at some point in time. How, when was that and what, what caused you to leave New York and, you know? Yeah, so um, I... I was a straight-A student all through high school. I, I knew that I had to go to college. That's the only option. Like, horses were awesome, but in my hometown, like, you don't, you don't, I guess you don't ride horses for a living. Like, that wasn't really a thing in New York. You know, the horse world is not really there. Um, I mean, I remember we even traveled down to Plantation Field six hours to go to the one-day event they have there every oh, once wow. in a while. So, you know, it's, you know, I didn't even have that in my mind. Like, I thought I was going to go to college, and, you know, I went to college. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I think I had a a business administration major with a minor in economics, Um, and I just didn't really find it very interesting. I couldn't imagine really committing myself to doing that for the rest of my life. So my dad, actually, who, who is very supportive but doesn't really isn't really super involved in the horses at that point, um, was like, why don't you go be a working student, see how the shoe fits, you know. So I took a year off of college, and I went down south to Aiken to be a working student, um, and I just never went back. (laughs) (laughs) It was, yeah. So I I left the house at 18, and I was living on my own in Aiken, and then, you know, one thing led to another. I was up in... Cochranville and you know then I I've kind of bounced around a little bit and I just couldn't imagine doing anything else wow so just like that dad actually said hey yeah I I think he was hoping that I would go down for three months and be like oh man I really want a desk job yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) we won't tell him that gotcha gotcha (laughs) so now now so so how long ago was that that you actually made your way down to Aiken for the first time? Um, I think I was 18. I had just done my first semester of college. Okay. Um, and, and then I went down now? for the winter. Um, I'm 22 now. Oh, okay. So not that long ago. Wow. So just a couple couple years ago. Yeah. Wow. You really, yeah, you, really, uh, you, you went from New York to... 
Oh, I've, yeah, I've all been all over the place, it seems. I've, I've worked for a lot of really great people, and, you know, I remember at one point I was working for 10 different people, you know, trying to make ends meet. Wow. I would start the day at 5 a.m., go feed horses, muck stalls, go ride, groom a couple horses, muck more stalls, <laughs> go and feed and turn out, muck more stalls. You know, I've, I've really wow. kind of done it all. Jeez Louise. And that, that was kind of just, you just went 10 different barns and, and wow. Yeah, and it wasn't an everyday thing. So okay. I think Mondays I was at two different places. Okay. Thursdays were, Tuesdays and Thursdays were my late days. I worked at four or five, um, you know, just kind of picking up jobs wherever I could find them, you know. Um, you know, one day a week maybe I needed to groom a couple horses and then another day a week I would help turn out, you know, just kind of. Wherever I could be useful at that yeah. point, I was trying to just, you know, get as many connections as I could. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, you know, the perception that I, 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 I hear or I, I, I read is, you know, that a lot of the upper level riders that, you know, once you really dig into it, you'll find out they have a trust, you know, and they mm -hmm. they really are rich kids after all. And, and they have, you know, and but we're, what we're finding through this podcast is. I don't know, Karen. We talked to anyone that said my trust is taken care of. No, <laughs> never. Alicia, yeah. how's your trust? Is is your trust fully funded right now? <laughs> yeah, that's non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, my parents help me out as much as they can. You know, if I can't pick up like um, you know, a farrier bill here or there, you know, they've always been so supportive, and my mother especially. I, I couldn't do it without her. I mean, she she bought Sunny. She continues to try to help me support Sunny but at the end of the day you know my mom's a nurse working two jobs wow. and you know I'm working you know trying to run my own business right now and there's there's no backup plan yeah well that's just that that's one of the one of the big reasons we wanted to kind of do this because we kind of we know we know a lot of eventers and they mm -hmm. are very hard workers mm -hmm. I mean the common thread is everybody's up early everyone works hard all day and um, it, it, everyone's everyone's story, the common thread is they worked hard, right, Karen? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's yep. no, mm -hmm. and yours is no different. I mean, geez, it's working ten different, you know, working for ten different people part time, you know. Now, when you, as you as you kind of got into these FEI upper levels, what where did you finally settle, and or did you settle, or did you just keep doing this? Is are you still working like this now, or how's it? No, I um I actually found um i i was working for babette over at laurel forge farm she was one of at that you know that small part of time when i was working for a bunch of people she was one of the people i was working for and one of her clients was leslie king and she was like hey you know i know you're you're crammed but if you ever want to work off lessons you should really contact sally lofting you know she's incredible couldn't say enough good things about her um, so I, I decided, you know, I would go help. And I don't know if you guys were here or not, but three years ago there was that horrible snowstorm where, you know, down in Pennsylvania we got, I think it was like three feet of snow or four feet of snow overnight. The roads were totally shut down, and that was my first day of work. <laughs> so I'm, I'm driving my little car through these roads, and her husband, Hugh Lofting, is you know, he, he's the roadmaster for um, West Grove. And, you know, he was trying to text us all, like, which roads to take, which roads were safe. Um, and mm -hmm. she was over at Philip Dutton's for the winter. So I showed up, and the horses had been left in for, like, two days because no one could get out to the field. So I think we mucked stalls for, like, six hours. Oh, my <laughs> Um, and after that, Sally, you know, took one look at me and she was like, why don't you work for me? Like, just work for me full time. Sally's so that's, the best. you know, Sally did. Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah, she's incredible. She's really put me and Sunny in the right direction. You know, it, she, she was an upper level event rider, so she knows what it takes to make the event horses a little a little less hot a little more supple in the dressage um and she's she's really helped me and i couldn't thank her enough for that and i was her assistant trainer for two years and now i'm working out of her farm running my own business and wow. you know she's she's still my mentor that's awesome yeah we love Sally. yeah she's great we've known Sally now for how long 
of subs. I don't know. Uh, long time. Yeah. Over like, 10 years. Over 10 years. Yeah. 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 She's mellowed a lot. Let me tell you, Felicia, 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she's the one that was, you know, happy to teach me the ways of having a drink after a long day of work. <laughs> she's the best. You know, always has tequila at any point in time. Oh, my goodness. Oh, goodness. Well, she's Australian, and we've kind of, we, 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 we met Sally, you know, through some mutual acquaintances, kind of similar story with you, and uh, she taught actually both our sons at any given time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she's got that Australian toughness. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I love it. I love that Australian. I don't know. I don't know how they're brought up over there. Something I got to get. Yeah, there. it's they're gritty. They're, they make it happen. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, we uh, we uh, we know Sally and we love her. So she did the dressage video, the major league uh training mm-hmm. dressage mm-hmm. video and and that's so now so the farm we filmed that at is actually you're working out of that same farm her her farm right yeah her and i are splitting the farm right now i'm renting half she's renting the other half and you know it's it's kind of amazing that you know we can have eventers i do a lot of the jumping and then she focuses strictly on dressage right now she has a couple really nice upper level dressage ride or dressage horses and you know it's it's kind of that awesome balance of you know, having the help for the dressage and then, you know, she'll send people my way. And it's, it's really, like I said, it's, it's really been amazing. Wow. And now, now tell us about your business that you're working out of, out of the farm. Is it just, what are you doing? Are you training horses, training people? Yeah. Uh... So right now I have 12 horses and riders. Um, wow. I have a couple sales horses, you know, I have my personal horse and then a horse owned by a couple clients that I'm working up the levels. Um, and then I have a lot of really amazing young riders. Um, they, you know, they came to me at the beginning of winter and, you know, they're just, they're all really incredible. They keep everything moving. Um, and then I'm working with two breeders directly, um, Fox Ridge Welsh ponies and then last laugh farm. And they have been sending me just incredible young horses to bring up the levels and sell. And wow, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of a nice mix of having some really amazing clients and then having some really talented young horses. And, you know, I, I absolutely love it. Wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome. And yeah, I, you... I'm, I keep like pinching myself. I'm waiting for the other foot to fall. Oh, it's don't really do awesome right now. You just keep your head down and keep working and, and yeah. just enjoy it. Because you know, eventually, it's horses. It's life. A shoe is going to mm-hmm. fall and something bad is going to yeah. happen. But, you know, if we're always waiting for it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. And you didn't get to enjoy the times that were good, you know. So, mm-hmm. And as long as you stay motivated, <laughs> you're going good. You're doing <laughs> awesome. So, and now Sunny. How old is Sunny now? Um, she's 10 years old right oh, now. Oh man, so she's, she's still just coming into her prime. Oh yeah, just the tip of the iceberg. Wow, holy smokes. Um, and you know, she's, she's tough, you know, she makes me work really hard on the flat. Um, and you know, if, if I'm not a hundred percent accurate and have the best canter, you know, she'll have rails in the show jumping, but I mean, I don't think I will ever own a better cross country horse. I mean, she... She is just a total competitor. You know, if I hand walk her by the cross country course, she's like locking on to fences. <laughs> you know, you can't you can't, you know, do trot sets or hack anywhere near jumps because oh, it. it's the end of the story right there. <laughs> I love I love an event horse that is like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I oh, was... she's so intense all the time. <laughs> you know? Is awesome. She's the first one in from the field every day. If you're walking her next to another horse, she has to be up front. You know, if you're <laughs> if you're jogging or galloping, you better do it alone because you know she's racing the horse next wow. to her. Now, what type of what type of warm blood breed is she? Do do you know exactly? Um, so originally we thought she was um, thoroughbred Hanoverian cross. That's what we were told when we bought her. But I recently found her papers, and her dad is a massive thoroughbred down in Florida, so we knew that was right. But then we actually found out her mom was a paint thoroughbred cross. Oh. (laughs) So she's just kind of a a mix of everything, and we just got very lucky that, you know, she is the horse that she is. How about that? So she really does have that thoroughbred 
desire to be out in front. Yeah, absolutely. She, we always laugh because her dad is out of the man of war line, you know, okay. distantly. But, mm-hmm. you know, that horse was just a killer, they said. You know, he was the same way. I was like, that must be why. <laughs> <laughs> like, we like to go back in her pedigree and blame her like great, great, great grandfather. <laughs> well, you got to blame him for the... the I, think, I think that's fantastic. It's like when the horse yeah, is just it, as competitive. Yeah, it makes her a total competitor how is she on the flat she's there i know you said she's hard to ride but is she is she uh is she still coming along getting better is she oh yeah and it's just with experience you know like i said she was the first horse i've really truly brought through the levels so you know the atmosphere will get the best of us sometimes um you know she she is a horse that carries a lot of anxiety um, so, you know, I, I have a couple sponsors and with Omega Alpha products, she, you know, she, we're trying to find the right balance of things to help her kind of take a breath in the dressage ring. And again, Sally has been really helpful with that because she, she gets in the dressage ring and she gets a little balled up. You know, she's been known to let out a buck or two here and there. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I've always said when she's when she's on, she is really competitive and she's there for the win. Um, so we're just working to make her take a breath in the dressage ring in those bigger atmospheres. Gotcha. What's your fall schedule for for her? Is she, is she doing the, all the fall, fall stuff? Yeah, so we're gearing up for Millbrook. I think we leave on Wednesday, okay. and she'll run the advanced at Millbrook. Um, and then we'll do the three-star at Plantation. And then if all goes well, we'll do the CCI three-star at Fair Hill in the fall. Uh, nice. All, all favorites of ours. Yes. <laughs> I know. It's so nice to have them in our backyard, essentially, too. I mean, Plantation is five minutes up the road from me, and... Fair Hills, thirty minutes away, so it's it's nice that they're all local hometown events. That is nice. That is nice, mm-hmm. and we're pretty stoked. Hopefully, Fair Hill keeps on the. What's it going to be? A four star or five star? I have they no idea. I'm confused. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? All I know is it's like five minutes away, and I'm I'm pretty stoked. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe we'll Airbnb our house, and then just like. And then where are we going to be? Like just crash there just like stay there a tent. i don't know we have campsites right yeah now's the time to buy property yeah. <laughs> that's that's right that's right but well, that's awesome so the business is the business called felicia bar eventing or what what is the business called yeah okay. it's felicia bar eventing um gotcha. and we're we're still relatively new um i have an assistant building a website as we speak so right now most everything is just done through the facebook page gotcha. felicia okay. bar eventing uh, you don't need a website everything's done on <laughs> yeah. facebook anyway today facebook it's easier <laughs> with the sale horses though to have everything in like one comprehensive page yeah, yeah. yeah. but then everyone no one ever updates their website anyway so every time we talk to somebody they say oh yeah but don't look at my website because i haven't touched out of you so it's like yeah. you build it and then two years later you're like oh all those horses are gone I, you know yeah <laughs> well at least then i'll be able to say that like oh but don't check it we have it but don't check it so yeah <laughs> so if you so so with your current business um are you still taking on students do you have room for more like horses to train up or sail horses or are you pretty much capacitied up or yeah right now we're pretty packed to the gills um but, you know, as horses sell, there's always room to bring in more. And, you know, we have a couple spots in our field board. But pretty much we, we're we at capacity, which, you know, I, I when I branched off on my own, you know, Sally gave me this great opportunity to rent out her barn. And, you know, I, I thought it would be so hard to fill it. And I didn't even end up advertising. You know, mm. I, I had made enough connections in the horse world where, you know, I, I opened up shop and almost immediately filled up as almost more than I could handle. Um, right. So I, I've had to, you know, hire a part-time barn manager. And, you know, I have um, my assistant, Shannon Fisk, who's been with me from the beginning. You know, she's she's kind of like my, my you know, keep me organized, make sure all the horses are ridden. You know, she's my second-hand man. Uh, yeah, but does she have any typewriters at the barn? No, I won't let her bring them to the barn. 
<laughs> for anyone who doesn't Although know, Shannon's like a typewriter hoarder. <laughs> yeah, I think she has like three or four hundred typewriters. Oh my goodness, oh, that's funny. She's actually been nominated to be on American Pickers, and that's her her newest thing. Is you know she's going to be on American Pickers, and she'll be the the crazy typewriter. Yeah. typewriter <laughs> I follow her on Facebook, and then one day it was like I think that she. I think she put like a picture of like one typewriter up and then like by the next week it, she might have had like 10 typewriters that she posted pictures yeah. of. And I'm like, and one day I said, how many typewriters do you have? And she said, don't even ask. Yeah. <laughs> you like, don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone needs anything typed, <laughs> Shannon's your Yeah. Girl. And she repairs them too. I think that's cool. I think that. her, yeah, it is really cool. And they're like coming back into style a little bit. They're, you know, it's not as obsolete as you would think. There's a lot of people really interested in these typewriters. Well, the, the old, I don't know, you're young. So, I mean, I actually had typing class in yeah, school. Yeah, I did too. Like, really? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Look, she said really. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not something I I've heard of that. Do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it was right after telegraph class got out, Karen. Then I went to typing. <laughs> Felicia's like, oh my god, they are old. Holy smokes! Yeah. I did not take telegraph class. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm joking. So, Felicia, like, so what I find inspiration about your story is, you know, you go. I I have, I know a bunch of young kids that are riding, and they're not riding these, you know, fancy horses. And you know, they you go to an event, you know, and they're like, oh, I'm not going to win because. You know, so that girl's riding a $20,000 horse or, you know, whatever. But, you know, like here you are, you're you're making it on this horse that was like, you know, paid $500 on. And, you know, I think if these kids hear that, you know, they might be inspired to, you know, keep going and not be discouraged about, you know, who they're against and and want to keep going. Um, I think that I think that's awesome. I, I, I hope that they hear this and get inspired about, you know. With your story she got me inspired. yeah thank you it's you know i i mean i think i my very first event ever i i had been doing like the three six equitation jumpers um and i had signed up for eventing and i looked at the list and i was like oh beginner novice is is not very tall like maybe i'll jump in in the novice had never seen a cross-country jump in my life <laughs> Um, got eliminated at the second fence naturally because oh. <laughs> my horse was like, I have never jumped anything like this before. Oh. Um, and, you know, I think Sonny's first time at training level, we had a drop into water and we got eliminated because she had never seen that before. And so, you know, it's not like I, I came up with this perfect record. Like, you know, I think it's there's hardship. And if you keep working and you take as many lessons with as many people as you can or you know, see if you can work off a lesson here or there with someone. I mean, you're just try to soak as much up as you can. And that's what I really tried to do is I tried to come away from everyone I met with something to learn, you know, something that I've learned. Um, and, you know, I, I think there are a lot of really nice horses out there that if you're willing to put in the time, I mean, they're, they're going to be awesome. Especially you can find a horse off the track for, you know, a couple grand even, and then move them up the levels. And, you know, the American Thoroughbred is is making a huge comeback right now. I yeah. think, you know, uh, that's a couple of my first horses came right off at the Finger Lakes track. We, you know, we took a trailer up, we saw them jog on hard ground, and we loaded them up and took them home. Wow. So <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. So do you have any sort of advice for an up-and-coming rider who... Who's thinking about making a career in this industry? Um, yeah, so I guess just understand that it's it's like 60% disappointment and hard work and grit and tears, and but you just have to keep fighting for that, that other 40%. I mean, this sport is incredible, and it, it takes so much out of you, but when you're there and you, you're looking back at everything – I mean, I, I remember there are days I would come home and I was so tired that I would just, like, pass out on the couch. You know, the, the second I got home, like, still in all my barn clothes, and <laughs> I would wake up the next morning with my alarm going off. Um, and, you know, there are days where it, it doesn't seem realistic or, you know, you question everything and you just keep kicking on and you just 
pick a goal and kick on towards it. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I've I've always set my goal at the beginning of the year. This is what I want to do by the end of the year. Or this is what I want to accomplish. And I think by setting realistic but you know obtainable but difficult goals for yourself, it it kind of keeps everything on track. Awesome. Heck yeah, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of people in the world that say, oh. You know, all I have is a $500 horse. There's, uh, you know, I'm never going to make it, you know, and it's like, you just, you just said, I'm just going to keep going as far as the doggone, yeah. me and the horse can do it, you know, and then, and then just keep, keep working and keep our head down and keep going. So what's yeah. the, what's like the long-term goal for, for you, like a plan, a legacy, like what's your, have you looked down the road? Like if you had a crystal ball, like. Yeah, I mean, I've even since I was a little kid, I've always said that like Rolex is my my dream goal, you know. And obviously now it's Land Rover, so I I can never really obtain the Rolex goal. But I mean, my mom and I used to go there every year. I think we've been going every year for the past seven years, um, and we go every year. And that I I just can't wait to ride in that arena. And that's kind of where I'm headed with Sunny, you know, she's still very young, so we're we're taking our time, but, you know, hopefully within the next few years, we'll have our sights set on maybe a four-star. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Do, do you go south for the winter, or are you staying north? Um, I, I've been staying in Pennsylvania the past few winters. Um, I'm, I think next year I'm going to go down, but it's hard to leave the business for that long. Um, so this winter I, I stayed, and I, I actually swam Sunny at Maui Meadow to keep her fit, and you know. But this year, I'd, I'd really like to do the Carolinas, and I, I don't feel like I could do that without going south. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. we'll go south, but probably not the length of time that everyone else will go for. Gotcha. Well, that's you know, Erica Nestler. She's been staying north, and mm-hmm. you know, and you have an indoor there too, right? So yeah, you yeah, have a beautiful indoor. Now you guys have a brand new outdoor as well. Is that right? Is that all done? Yeah, well, we're still waiting for the footing. Right now, it's just the base, but that should hopefully be done by the end of the month. Gotcha. That's a beautiful. You guys get the nice GDT footing and everything goes in there. So. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Sally really takes it very seriously, and yeah. you know she knows the that good quality footing is very important. Heck yeah, that's <laughs> for sure. So sponsors, you mentioned that you had, you know, you mentioned one of your sponsors. Um, who? What's all? What's all behind you helping you keep getting things going? Yeah, so I, I have Omega Alpha, the supplements. They they do like a wide range of pretty much everything you could ever need for your horses. They have it. And it's all, every single product they have is FEI legal and it's human grade. So, you know, you can take it yourself. And the Sunny's on, you know, the Omega Alpha Chill just to keep everything calm and quiet. And she's also on the Respa Free which she has a bit of a breathing problem, so it yeah. keeps her airways open and healthy. Mm. Um, and she's also on the anti-flam, which is just a whole-body anti-inflammatory just to make sure we keep any minor little nick or bump, you know, we stay on top of everything. Um, and then I'm also sponsored by Voltaire Saddleries. Um, oh, nice. I'm, I absolutely am in love with their saddles. Um, before I... I took the sponsorship with them. I was riding in a Carl Niedersuss dressage saddle that is older than I am. <laughs> um, and Ryan Wood's very first Steuben, I think it's like fourth hand at this point, somehow it find it, found its way to me. So it's, you know, this old Steuben and that Carl Niedersuss. So now I've, I've upgraded to saddles that are going to really help make my horses go better. Oh, um, awesome. And then... I'm also sponsored by Advanced Farrier Service, um, and he, Vance Glenn is my farrier, and I, he has just revolutionized my horses the way they go. It's it's amazing how much having a good farrier can really help the quality of your horses. Wow. You know, Sunny has that really bad heel grab that I had mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. um, and it's still, I mean, she she 
it's still nasty, you know. It, but he, he, she's never been unsound on it a single day since he's been shooing her. I mean, he's he's just incredible. Wow. Um, What's nasty about it? Like, what did it just? Is it like missing? Oh, still? when when she ripped it off, it it ripped off half of her hoof. So wow. it, the bulb is gone, and from the bulb down, it's just all. I'll, I, I can't really explain it. I guess it's just she ripped it off, and if you look at it, it's all—it's not smooth. It's cracked. It's crinkled. Mm. It, it doesn't grow properly. So he hand makes a shoe for her, and he floats the heel, so there's no pressure on it. And like I said, it's never slowed her down. Wow, that's fantastic! I yeah. tell you, we—it's—it's. It, it, um, I think. I think most people appreciate their farrier, but sometimes, you know, you just, not all farriers are created equal, that's for sure. <laughs> no, and I, Vance is just, he's incredible, and awesome. yeah, I can't say enough good things about the work he's done on my horses, that's um, and then I also have um, equine veterinary care, um, who does all of the care for my horses, it's um, Chuck Arnsberg. Um, and he's he's been like my knight in shining armor over the past two years. <laughs> Every time there's an issue, you know, I, I send him a picture and a text like, do I need to be worried about this? And he gets back to me right away, day or night. You know, he's right there with me. He's ready to watch all my horses succeed. And, you know, it's I just have a really great group of people right now supporting us. Yeah. Well, a lot of people, you know, we forget that when you're doing an FEI, you know, levels uh you know the care immediately you know falling cross country and all everything all the medicine any injection that your horse gets every everything has to be mm-hmm. fei legal and yeah you know you need a vet that knows the rules and and um we rely a lot on those guys not only to keep the horses sound but to keep them sound and legal yeah yeah. yeah, and I'm really lucky, you know, knock on wood, Sunny at this point doesn't require any joint maintenance or anything like that. But, you know, it's as simple as, like you said, just making sure everything ends up being within the correct timeline and making sure everything's FEI legal. And it's nice because Chuck does most of the FEI vet care at Fairhill. So he, he knows everything. He's on top of everything. So if I have any question, you know, I know without a shadow of a doubt that he has my answer. That's great. That's awesome. And any other sponsors or is that, is that round out your, your crew? Uh, that rounds it out right now. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh man. Well, Felicia, you're an inspiration. I tell you, you, you know, uh, you know, you came from, uh, how do you pronounce where you're from? Olean, Olean? Olean. Olean. Um, so we all have a bit of an accent too. We we overpronounce our A's, so it's Olean. 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 I liked I liked it out there. It was very nice, nice people, and uh, it's so funny that your favorite restaurant was where I went, and they, you know it was yeah, kind of like the so restaurant in town too. When I said where should it I go, is, and yeah. Like, it's a very small town, but it's nice. I mean, it's nice. I really liked it. I thought mm-hmm. everyone was really cool and everything, and so friendly. You know, here I am, some. I, I had just come from like uh like a pony club rally and I, I'm sure I didn't smell so good you know, in the sun all day and <laughs> and I sat up at the bar and they were like just the nicest people in there. So Yeah. You, you definitely come from a nice uh little town out there. So Yeah, they call it the Enchanted Mountains and it's it's just the people are, are the same, just enchanting. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. Well, we, we sure yeah. are, we're glad to have you back down in this area, too, and all that. And then we got to find a good beef on whack sandwich. If you know of one, let me know, because it's, yeah, it's, it's the roll. Yeah, honestly, I've been really disappointed with the beef on wick sandwiches around this area, so... I'll bring one back for you next time. I'll oh, visit. Yeah, bring like a bag. Like, you freeze up like a bag of rolls. So funny. I, I, uh, it's no wonder I'm so huge, Karen. Oh, I always think about goodness. food. <laughs> so if you, if he finds some rolls, how how can we contact you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely give me a call. Yeah. We'll sit down to dinner, have some beef on wick sandwiches. Oh, awesome, yeah. awesome. What's the what's the contact information for the business care? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh uh, so you can give me a call or send me a text at my cell. It's seven one six nine six nine 
3081 or feel free to message either my personal Facebook page or the business Facebook page. You know, I try to get back to everyone as quickly as I can. Super. Well, Felicia, thank you so much for being our guest. Karen, do you have anything yeah. else for no, Felicia? No, no. You covered it all, She's man. great. Yeah, we're super stoked. And, and we'll see you. We'll be seeing you around. We're definitely going to be a plantation and, mm-hmm. and definitely going to be a fair hill. Yep. So, okay. Well, we'll I can't wait Kentucky, to see you guys then. And we'll see you in Kentucky in a couple years or whenever that is. Or maybe yeah, the or, fair hill. Crossed. Or, or the fair yeah, hill. Yeah, or at fair hill. Yeah. Yeah, the big, the big fair. The big fair The hill. new big fair hill. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, Felicia, it's been our pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Remember to subscribe to Major League Eventing's podcast and give us a rating on iTunes and Stitcher. And you can always contact us at MajorLeagueEventing at gmail.com. Cheers. Cheers.